welcome to this edition of Parallel Times, where we'll explore why joy and gratitude are your levers for changing the world and being resilient in the face of the world's current challenges. My name is Melanie Rubin with ParallelTimes.info. Thank you for joining us. And I'm with Sherry Fox, who's my dear friend and one of the most powerful manifestors that I know. Today, we'll be talking about how joy and gratitude are keys to manifesting what you want to create, such as a healthy parallel society. Sherry, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's delightful. How about we start by you telling us a little bit about Together Source and about your work? Together Source is a collective of businesses that operate through the center that I own and and actually extended businesses as well. And we are working together collectively to share our gifts with each other and with the community and to empower a diverse community, which is healing. It's the optimal healing tool is to create um, connection and love. That's great. And just to add a little bit, um, Sherry founded this organization in 2006. And what I've seen is that it has hosted a steady stream of just hundreds, I don't know, maybe thousands of people who've moved through that business, who have experienced all kinds of personal growth and increased health, greater spiritual understanding and who've just had a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun that happens at that place, fairs, dance parties, festivals, celebrations. So the uh, it used to be called The Source, now called Together Source, has been really a saving grace for the community and of joy and refuge and sanity and serenity for many people. It's also a very beautiful place to visit. Um, So, and Sherry herself is a very skilled practitioner, healing practitioner and facilitator of many modalities, including voice dialogue, family constellations, radical gratitude, relationship enhancement, kinesiology, emotional freedom technique, and many more. She's constantly studying. She works with individuals, couples, and groups. So in her work, I've I've seen... Sherry use uh, gratitude and joy for manifestation. And she's also just one of the most fun people to be around. And I consider her a center of joy and gratitude. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So, um, and the sources web together sources website, can you give that to us right now? And we'll repeat it again at the end. Sure. It's togethersource.com. Uh, it's T-O-G-E-T-H-E-R-S-O-U-R-C-E dot com. Great. Thank you. So I'm going to give a little preview of our topic, and then Sherry's going to actually lead us through a little experience. Um, what I see is that a person's beliefs are like the operating system for their life. What you believe is what you manifest And that's why this is the first topic in the checklist and blueprint for leaving the matrix and joining Parallel Society, which you can download for free from the homepage of the ParallelTimes.info website. 
So for example, if you believe you will always lack resources, say, you'll create the circumstances that make that be so. And therefore, in order to change our world, we actually have to change our beliefs. Otherwise, we can keep re-enslaving ourselves. And joy and gratitude are key levers to changing our beliefs. And they're also the keys to living a happy life, no matter what's going on outside in the world, which we know is pretty crazy right now. And we'll get more soon into how joy and gratitude can help you change your world. But since our focus is on creating a parallel society that is new in the world, how we manifest and the role that our beliefs play and the role that joy and gratitude play in shifting our beliefs are very important topics. So it's a big subject, but instead of talking about it in the abstract, can you start us off by giving us a little experience of gratitude? I would be delighted. Let's, um, let's just first breathe and say thank you. With each breath, breathe and say thank you. And I'll just let this happen for a few moments. Breathing and saying thank you. Breathing and saying thank you. And notice where your mind goes, what thoughts you have when you say thank you, how it feels in your body when you say thank you. And continue to breathe and say thank you. I'd like to start out a little bit with uh, looking at a part of ourselves as if you can look in the mirror. So you can close your eyes or look in a mirror or imagine yourself. And I want you to see a part of you that has uh, a strong need. It's a part of you that wants something, that needs something, needs a breakthrough, that needs a healing, that needs love, needs money, acceptance. And I want you to look at that part of you the way you would look at another who had that need. I want you to see that part of you as if it was a child or a creature, a pet. And I want you to thank that part of you with all your heart for expressing this need, for having this, this yearning. And give that part of you as much appreciation and gratitude as possible. Like you're filling it with light, like you're completely embracing that part of you. Continue to say thank you and breathe. I want you to look again as if you're looking in the mirror and I want you to see a part of you that you are proud of, a part of you that 
has been a superpower of yours or something that you have accomplished um, great things with or, or that you feel really good about yourself. And I want you to honor that part of you now that is confident, at least in one area. And bow to that part of you with gratitude the way you would if you looked at another person who possessed that power with deep respect, say thank you and breathe. Thank you and breathe. And I'd like to look at one more part of you. And that is a part of you that is a future you. This is a part of you that achieves the success that you're looking to create right now. This is a part of you that knows what you're made of, knows what you have to let go of, what you need to surrender or shift. And it's you on the other side in fulfillment. And let that part of you give you support now. Thank that part of you that is your future you, that wise self. Thank that part of you and give, give your commitment to yourself, to that future you with all your heart. Thank you, thank you, thank you like your dream come true. Because in truth, we don't create anything new from our past. We create actually from our future. And then just come into total appreciation of the total you, include your precious body, and once again, breathe and say thank you. Breathe and say thank you. And when you're ready, gently open your eyes. Thank you. I feel better already. Um, it's really interesting because the, you know, for me, it's all about whether I will be able to support this world somehow in shifting into parallel society. That's the future self that I want to see myself in, that the world is healed and we're on the other side of it. So, um, uh, but it starts with us, doesn't it? We have to believe that we can get there. We have to see ourselves there. We have to be grateful for being there. Um, the fear and trembling about not being able to get there doesn't serve us in getting there. And we let ourselves be led by that part of us that's already there. So this is um, a great demonstration of how 
manifestation starts with um, living into the the place you want to be. Um, and maybe people also felt as they went through this exercise that you were guiding that as they started establishing themselves in gratitude that their heart calmed down, their breathing calmed down, their nervous system calmed. And um, gratitude is this giant lever for shifting us in the moment and it re-regulates our, our system, which the HeartMath people have proven, the HeartMath Institute. And we humans are these gigantic resonators, like big magnets attracting from the uh, infinite possibilities in the universe what it is that we are intending to create. But if we're resonating at the frequency of fear and distress, we're likely to attract more of that. And if we're resonating at the frequency of gratitude and joy, then we're likely to attract more of that. So can you, can you talk a little bit from your experience about, um, you know, when was it back in 2016, I guess, that you really started to get into this gratitude work and you've completely you know, dove into it. Um, can you share a little bit about why you decided to do that and how that has all unfolded for you personally and with your work with others? Yes, absolutely. I, uh, I, I owned this wellness center and I was having a very hard time with a divorce and with a great deal of disappointment. I was feeling a listlessness and a lack of joy and a lack of capacity to really, to really get the blessings that were around me, very heartbroken. And, and I knew that I, I had a lot of potential beauty and grace around me and someone handed me a book on gratitude. Um, it's the, the magic. And I took it through the 28 day process. And I found that a lot of stuff shifted for me very dramatically. And then I took it through again, the 28 day process that's in that book. And, um, the conflicts that I had with, the X seemed to completely disappear. Some of the exercises that I used when we were dividing assets um, allowed, allowed there to be a pathway, like a light that just bore through the conflict. Um, just so many other things unfolded out of that. I, I would say that there were countless blessings, um, including, you know, writing down exactly uh, a number of money that I would like to receive and it, boom, landing in my lap, $30,000. Someone gave me $30,000. And that was something I'd written on a gratitude check and was grateful for. And countless, countless opportunities. I, 
I started a group and I do that group every week since 2016. And I saw people in that group change their lives. Yeah. And a personal experience that I had was that Sherry handed me a copy of one of these books, The Magic, well, the book, one of the copies she had. And um, it was right after my mother died rather suddenly. And um, when you have a beloved person, even if you have a complicated relationship with them, as I did with my mother, when they suddenly die without much warning, it's a big deal. <laughs> and I was pretty um, upside down for at least six months after her passing. And it was actually the gratitude work that got me through because every morning I would roll out of bed and before even getting dressed, I would go for a walk around the neighborhood and do the gratitude practices. And it was the lifeline that kept me grounded. And that work has been uh, a lifeline ever since and um, a source of joy and of uh, being able to shift perspective. Um, so in the world that we're in now, where there's so much distress that we have coming to us in our inboxes um, about what's going on out there, being able to shift and be in gratitude for even the difficult things is this invaluable skill. So can you talk about that a little bit, that the paradox of being able to be grateful for the things that are not our preferences and how to alchemize those so that they become sources of power and growth and even joy? Yes, absolutely. There is... There are some exercises that are in the magic that are focused on challenging relationships, challenging situations, um, some struggles with any number of things. And we, we being the group that keeps meeting and they won't even let me cancel the group when I go away. So they have to keep having it. So we have substitutes and it just keeps going on. Um, that is something that has, has moved people through the worst obsessive compulsive disorders, health issues, um, uh, relationship struggles, family issues, great and grave disappointments in their lives. Just this year, somebody brought another gratitude book people bring different exercises to the group they brought 40 days to a miraculous life um, and that is a radical gratitude practice where at least 10 minutes of a day you say you're grateful for everything that just appears and that may be things that you don't necessarily feel very grateful for at first glance. And you're not even trying to figure out why you feel grateful for it. You just say it. And uh, it is my experience that I relaxed more deeply into myself than I've ever been relaxed into myself. I suddenly saw myself as a being who's living this experience in the fullest sense of 
deep acceptance. I would also wake up with shadow memories, material stuff that I had packed away and tried to forget. And I would go, oh gosh, this is about a, a set of stuff that I don't want to be grateful for, but I'm gonna look around at it and say, I'm grateful for this, or I'm grateful for these feelings about it. And it feels, it feels that that radical gratitude practice has brought me into deeper wholeness, into greater resolution to be the person that's an awakener here. It's also brought me into the field of what is not comfortable in this life that could that can be changed and how to change it. It, it gives me power again. So it seems like it's counterintuitive. Like if you're grateful for things that are devastating to you or, or heart wrenching to you. And I'm not saying that you should be grateful for something so tragic, like a giant loss, but you can be grateful around it, around what you've learned from it or your own responses or many things about it. So if you're capable of being grateful for that, then you have more power just comes yeah. in. Mm -hmm. What I've noticed through this whole uh, COVID period is that it's been the gratitude that has um, pulled me through um, because there are a lot of things that, you know, I'm not grateful for, but finding even in the things that, that I didn't think I was grateful for something to be grateful for um it just keeps reorienting me in the direction that I need to go. Um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I've lost these friends. I'm so grateful. I've connected with these, this new group of people that are so like-minded and we're, you know, we have developed this deep connection through this time or it was really hard that I lost that job because I wouldn't get vaccinated. And it opened the, all these other doors of, opportunities that I never would have had if I had stayed where I was. And so learning to play with that, you know, almost like a game, making it into a game, you know, what is there that is being revealed in front of me and how can the gratitude help me see what's being revealed instead of resisting what I don't prefer? Or how can I live into what I what the new opportunity is that's presented. So I, I feel like gratitude is sort of like the, this rainbow bridge into the future if you choose to walk on it. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we had played this uh, game called the Mahalila, which is actually an ancient game from India that our dear friend Zaida brought from Brazil. Um, and it's a, a spiritual game, non-denominational, but to teach people how, about the, the nature of their connection with God and with life. And there was one quote that I wrote down, which Zaida actually said when we were playing that game, which was so on point and made me actually want to have this conversation with you, uh, do a recording. And she said, joy is the, I'm reading it, joy is the fruit of gratitude. If you have empathy, you forgive. If you forgive, you're grateful. If you're grateful, you have joy. 
And pure joy allows you to access higher dimensions of consciousness. So joy is like the doorway into higher consciousness. And I feel like in order for us to get through this period and create this new world, we have to start accessing different understandings than we've had before. Um, I guess it was Einstein that said we can't fix a problem with the same consciousness that created it. So we have to start living into higher understandings. And I was just so fascinated as we were playing the Mahalila game to make the connection that it's joy ultimately that allows you to access that higher consciousness. And gratitude is the lever for accessing the joy. So that was like a big epiphany for me. And I'm just wondering if you have thoughts around that. Um, also, because because that was just last weekend, we were playing that, that game with our friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to be we have to be defrosted to have joy. The trauma can be pulled out of our bodies and relaxed away. We need to be in safety to have joy, and that is the place of connection. I, I'm in a belief that we're being divided and we don't have to buy that. That we, you know, many people are sharing different viewpoints and um, with, with the kind of energy that divides, that gets people to be scared of each other, that gets people to not recognize our commonality or our deepest values, or the love that we have for each other. And it is my opinion that we need each other's viewpoints. We need the whole gamut, and we need to not be afraid of each other. And so that um, ability to forgive, forgive the illusions that people have been bought into, um, ourselves included, and to come into our hearts is the power. I think that's way more powerful than, than having a vendetta. Not that you shouldn't hold your truth close to your heart, but that we could get to the table and talk about those truths when we're feeling connected. And we can make a difference when when we exude that appreciation and love for ourselves and we're in joy. People want to feel that safety and connection. And that's more powerful. Yes, and one of the things I've been most um, amazed with, I mean, as you know, I've been working with the HeartMath work for about 10 years now, right around the same time when we started doing this gratitude work together that gratitude is the fastest way to shift your whole nervous system. When you focus on something you're grateful for and literally feel yourself breathing that as if you were breathing it right through your heart, it very quickly shifts your whole nervous system and all of the physiological systems in your body into a, um, into a state that the therapists call regulation, which feels peaceful and feels joyful. 
So um, gratitude is physiologically proven to be good for your health. Um, so the other thing that I've noticed just on a very practical level is that in, in addition to doing all this work with gratitude and working with individuals and couples and groups that you also create a lot of opportunities for joy in the community. Um, parties, dances, concerts, festivals, fairs, celebrations, uh, potlucks. And so, I mean, and I know you run a community center which has resources and gathering rooms and that sort of thing. Um, and it, it hasn't, it's been my observation that it's not the room or the facility that has made it possible for you to do these things, but your pure dedication to doing those things. And so I wonder if you would speak a little bit about the importance of creating opportunities for joy and celebration and how people can do that no matter who they are, whether they have a community center or they don't. Mm. That is a good question. Um, I would say that I would say that through fear we get more contracted. We pull deeper in when we perceive that somebody outside of us has hurt us or that life has treated us unfairly. Um, we become much smaller. And um, I guess I'm going to give you more of a, an energetic response to that. Um, what I have discovered is that, is that I am here. I'm alive. Um, I'm full of light. I have authority in this domain, which is life. And, and the thoughts um, of harm and betrayal and the experience of the pressure of fear, the restriction into slavery kind of masks me to hide behind a falseness. And then I'm sort of trapped in it if I'm in hate and retribution, I have been caught i've been caught in a particular web that is not authentically me which doesn't mean i don't get angry i guess i believe that i have the right and the authority here from just being in this gratitude practice for a while to shine my light to expand my expand and intensify my vibration and that every cell in my body is connected to everybody else's hearts, cells, vibrations, to the light. And that is my authentic self. All of us live potentially from our authentic selves and we become more, more bright and we take up more space more energetic and um, dimensional space. And that affects 
everything, every relationship. So would you say that the gatherings or celebrations are just one of the types of outward expression of that shining your light and taking up space in the world and connecting with others who are shining their light and taking up space in the world and being their authentic selves? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that it's a consequence. And it's uh, it's an opportunity to transmit a vibrational frequency that that wakes up people to their own true light as well. Mm-hmm. And different people might have a different result if they knew that they had the authority to be their own vibrant light and to not be contracted. But for me, it's me and a whole group of other people that are collaborating. It seems like a consequence of deepened and profound love for every fiber of our being and and the desire to touch others that are wanting that frequency as well. So what, um, I don't know if advice is the right word, but what would you um, share with folks out there who are wanting to create more joy in their lives and to use that as a magnetic attractor to manifest what they want in their own lives or in the world? What uh, suggestions or thoughts would you want to distill in for them? Uh, I would say that 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 requires healing and that healing is doing everything that occurs to you. Not just one thing, not looking for something outside of you, but becoming your own healing instrument. The body is a healing instrument. So getting into it and crying or weeping or meditation or feeling certain things, um, releasing or getting involved in something or other um, and being intimate with yourself vulnerably, with your heart, becoming attuned to your heart. All of that is whatever you need to do to be well and to be connected. I have a little exercise that I do. I have several, actually. I have a lots of little exercises that I do because I've been leading this group since 2016. But I do have one that I could recommend. Yeah, that was kind of where I was coming to because um, I think that for people who are not familiar this can seem like a lot or a little bit obscure. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so um, how does someone begin, you know, if they're maybe not going to engage a whole, I mean, maybe they are going to engage a whole trauma healing process and different modalities and who only knows what they're going to engage. But Mm -hmm. if they're just going to start with, um, 
a simple gratitude practice like I did after my mother died. It was a five minute walk every morning. It changed my, my life. You know, what, what would be one thing somebody could start with? Because, you know, things have a way of leading from one thing to the next. So what, what is that practice? Or would you like to lead us through another uh, practice? I think I could lead, lead us through a different practice. I do believe that okay. just listing gratitudes, just walking with gratitudes, not even having to think about it and saying, thank you, thank you, thank you for a hundred steps or for a whole walk could be a part of that. But this is a, this is specific to the feeling of connection that I would like to actually offer as a, a little exercise. I'd like you Great. to think of somebody that you care about. And I want you to imagine or hear them say, I love you just the way you are. And you don't have to edit it, even if you're like, well, I don't know if they really do. Just say, just imagine them saying, I love you just the way you are. And then imagine yourself saying, I love you just the way you are. And then think of somebody else. Maybe this is somebody who you're not totally connected with. Not, not, it's not terrible, just somebody who you're not totally connected with. And once again, imagine them saying, I love you just the way you are. And imagine yourself saying to them, I love you just the way you are. And then pick a third person. Maybe, again, a higher gradient, somebody who you're pretty certain may judge you or you judge them. And I want you to imagine or feel them saying, I love you just the way you are. And imagine yourself saying, I love you just the way you are. We could go on. I mean, you could spend another 10 or 15 minutes going through all the different people that come to mind. And you could have an experience with that and see what that does. If you've tried it without with just curiosity, without any resistance, you just tried it, you could have an experience with it and see what happens. I'm curious, Melanie, how that is for you. Uh, I think I'm going to have to try it when I'm not in the midst of doing a program so that I can give it everything. Sure. Honestly. Because mm -hmm. it's a big thing to go through gradients of people, especially those who, um, you know, one might have had challenges with. 
Yes. Or if you start to take it into, you know, again, what we're seeing in the world, when I start to think of the people who are doing things that I consider horrific, how do I, how do I use this so that I, uh, you know, have compassion or I don't know, where does it fit in that idea? So it's I don't know. Virtual exploration. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't tried it with the people that I think are pulling the strings, but I have tried it with people that have offended me that might be holding different values. Mm -hmm. Like they're personal to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And because I've done this again and again with different groups, there is often feedback of giant relief. And mm-hmm. some people have said, I, I didn't realize that I could decide that. There's a, a little exercise that people use when they want to manifest money, and that is to um, enjoy their own company in the company of others. And so it's like actually perceiving ourselves through different people's eyes with love and appreciation is actually a kind of a, a relatively common manifestation tool. So to really hold that, and it's really, it occurred to me at one point, it's none of my business if people don't love me just the way I am. It finally unhooked my desire to get approval at every, at every turn, you know, at the cost of myself, it unhooked. Right. And it seems like if one is not at risk of uh, concern about others' opinion, it's it, that that's tremendous empowerment because so much of what's happening to people right now is because of fear of what somebody can take from them or what somebody thinks of them or, you know, all of that. It's, uh, you know, vir- virtue signaling is all about that. So, uh, Right, the incredible psychological, spiritual, energetic range of movement you would have if you truly didn't uh, care what anybody thought about you, which doesn't mean you wouldn't care about people. It just means you wouldn't be concerned about others' opinions. So, yeah, yeah, and also, and also receiving the best part of people. Mm-hmm. Kind of having the authority over your relationships enough that you receive only the best from them, which may mean that you don't have anything to do with them, <laughs> but but that when you do, it's only right. the best, and that right. you you can decide that as much as possible. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea. Yeah. So, you know, these are these are. Uh, I mean, you've been working with this so deeply for a long time that what you're bringing forth uh, represents tremendous potential with this radical gratitude system. And I would encourage people just to start with something really simple and just see how powerful it can be and try these other things too. But even just starting with, three things in the morning, you know, what am I, 
what's one thing I'm grateful for today? Why am I grateful for it? And, you know, think about three things and then be bold enough to think about something that wasn't your preference. And what can you be grateful about with that is um, it's revolutionary. Mm -hmm. So I, I am grateful for you introducing me to all of that um, back when, um, 2014. And, um, so if people want to reach you, they can reach you at togethersource.com. Yes. Or my website, which is sherrykfox.com. Okay. And that is C-H-A-R-E-Y K fox like an animal fox.com yes and sherry does work online as well as in person and uh the groups that she has people zoom in from all over the place to participate in her groups um so uh, i've been a happy participant in many zoomed groups with sherry during covid and um also want to announce that at Parallel Times, we're, we now have t-shirts and you can find that on our website, paralleltimes.info. And uh, please join us again at the next um, episode. And um, we're starting with this because your beliefs and your joy and your gratitude is so important for you changing your own world and the world that we have around us. And um, so I thank you, Sherry, for being willing to uh, have this conversation today and share all of, well, just a little bit of your experience, but a little bit of your very deep experience with, with our group. That the t-shirt behind you, is that one of the t-shirt designs? That is the back of this t-shirt. That so, is a great, that's a great shirt. That's a wonderful set of messages, especially the together part. Yes. Yep. I thought it was funny that we were both coming up with together taglines separately at the same time. It's so important, right? That connection is so important. Yeah. So thank you very much. And um, we'll hope to see you all soon. Thank you, Ben. Uh, thank you so blog, much. Blog, Vlogland. Thanks for doing what you're doing. You're most welcome. Yes, and you as well. All right. Blessings. See you soon. Bye.